Hey, what's up, guys? This is comedian Dan Shanad, and you're listening to TRSS. Keep it locked. Oh, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Listening to TRSS, the regular season sportscast. This is TJ Marconi, the Blue Eyed Devil. Stay tuned because it's the best podcast going today. And you can't teach that. This is TJ Perkins, TJP, and you're listening to TRSS. Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. I don't know about you, but... Now I understand why music is used in sports. Like, to me, it just gets me motivated to do shit. You know, that's why I, I could tell why people use it for when they're exercising or doing some type of activity. Fuck, I even have to use it before I go into work. I mean, seriously, I got to get into the right mindset before I get into where I work at. As you guys, I've said in many episodes before this, I, I work in the, med- in the mental health field, which is basically saying I work in a psych ward and I really zone. have to get my mindset with working with certain individuals because granted, in most cases, situations aren't that bad. You know, I work overnights. Most of the patients are either medicated and they're sleeping. So I, I pretty much have, uh, I co-spot, yeah, pretty much. But, you know, you do get some instances where you get a patient or two who's a little riled up, a little rambunctious, and needs a little talking to and de-escalation and crisis. And sometimes it can get a little hectic. It could, it could really get somewhat I want to say physical. So I really have to get into a mindset. Uh, so going into work, I, 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 I either I kick off by either listening to M&Ms till I collapse, uh, disturbs down with the sickness, you know, uh, maybe a little Katy Perry. Don't judge me. But I, I, but I can understand how you know, music correlates with, with 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 doing stuff and getting your mind right. That's why I, I, I when I see players getting all hyped up in the locker room, they got their big Beats headphones on and shit. I, I always wonder what the fuck they listening to. I, I you know, I know one of the motherfuckers ain't listening to like Tchaikovsky or some shit like that. I know they got to be some real hood trap shit going on, or somebody's really banging the fuck their heads against some Ozzy or some shit. But that's why when I when when I hear my theme kick off, mind you, when, you know the regular season sportscast theme when it first started, I I I really didn't like it. Like, oh, no. Rich and I had to come to an understanding for us to do a sports show. We needed to have a theme that sounds somewhat sports related. It it almost has to be really cheesy. And damn it, we picked a fucking theme that's as cheesy as it fucking gets. But to be honest, now it comes to a point where. I hear it. I actually get hyped up, ready to do the show. So, I, it, I I I like getting into that mindset of ready to go. By the way, if any of you guys want to come up with a theme for me, 
or have something that's laid out for the regular season sportscast, you can send it to Jay Santi, J A Y S A N T I, seven twenty two at gmail dot com. I'll listen to it. I'll check it out, and if it's good, I'll play the shit. Hell, I'll even do a contest with it. Come up with the TRSS theme song, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll go from there. Fuck it. Welcome everybody to another episode of. The regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santi. The Red is for the ladies. Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sportscast. You guys have been super dope, super dope for being continuous listeners. And if you're not a continuous listener, if you're just starting, thank you for being a part of the regular season sportscast. We try our best to entertain, provide information. And just do the most stupidest shit and whatever comes to mind. That's just pretty much. So, so talk from the hip, give you a couple of jibs, and try to provide and share as much stuff as we can. Kufa. Especially in these day and age and this time in which we're living in. It's just, man, it's, it's insane what's going on out there, man. Shit, it's, it's crazy. You know, you got alligators, just... You're taking your children and, and putting them, drowning them in the water. Possibly. Oh, man. That, by the way, I think the alligator was down with ISIS because apparently everything's tied to ISIS now. And um, just had tragedies out in, in Orlando. And it, I mean, man, uh, wow. I, my, my condolence to every family out there, man. We're, I'm, I'm going to talk about it in um, this week's rant. But, man, Florida has gotten, wow. They had the worst, worst week, man. I thought the Brownsville section of Brooklyn had some shit going on. Damn, Florida was like, whew, it was the hot spot, man. But uh, like I said, my condolences goes out to everybody, everybody. My heart is heavy for what's going on out there, man. Like I said, I'll talk about that in a minute. Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the Regular Season Sportscast. You can check us out on our Facebook page at the Regular Season Sportscast as well as on Instagram at regular season sports you can also check me out on the twitter at rwj santi be sure you check out the youtube page i haven't been i've been doing extra things i haven't been able to put up a video yet but next week a new video will be coming up so be on the lookout for that it's in in entwined with the nba finals so check out for, uh, for the new video for the countdown and uh check out water bear red rw on snapchat it's just it's lit, man. That Snapchat is crazy, man. It's crazy. The scene is wild out there. For you guys who've been following me and hit me up, you know, I thank you. I appreciate it. I try to give you as much content as I can. It's just, yeah, man, it's just been a wild, wild week, man. So as on a personal note, I got to tell you, uh, like you guys, I've been, I've been sharing with you guys for a minute is that, you know, I've been on the single scene for, for some time and, it, it, it's Father's Day is coming up, and to be honest, like I wasn't, I didn't have, you know, you didn't really think about it. In fact, I didn't really remember that Father's Day was this upcoming Sunday uh, till like this morning. You know, Facebook provides a, uh, they have a, a section which is called on this day. So you know, sometimes it wants to remind you of how pitiful your life used to be, or how depressing they want to make your life seem now as in what it was before. And, you know, you get a lot of reminders of what happened in previous 
years on this certain day. So apparently on this day in a certain year, it was Father's Day. So I'm seeing a lot of, seeing a lot of, you know, thoughts, you know, thanks, uh, shout outs for Father's Day and being a provider. Because not only am I a father to my own child, but I've pretty much been a, a somewhat of a, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fatherly figure, but somewhat of a mentor, kind of uncleish, except without the creepy room that got like dirty pictures hanging on on it. I don't have that section uh, going on for me, but I've been, I've been, I've been somewhat of a mentor for a few individuals, and uh, they've always shouted me out or been kind to me and, and acknowledged what I've, I've done or just in a whole what I've, I've been a part of their lives for. So they, you know, I always appreciate that. So I, 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 I just briefly started skimming through certain things on that, on that, uh, on this day section. And it just, it just hit me like, damn, it's my first father's day separated, like single, um, kind of, um, kind of bummed me out a little bit. Thank God for alcohol though. Cause I am going to get so fucking lit. Woo. It's gonna be crazy, but the good thing about it is that I'm always I'm I you know I I'm always with Super Producer Sally anyway, so it's it, we didn't really we don't really skip a beat for for the moment right now. We we spend a lot of time with each other and and I'm grateful for that. I, I'll I'll get more into that later on. I, I'll probably just gear that to um, uh, the wrap up of the show, which I haven't done in a while. I don't think I'll bring it back for this this year. This year's uh this year's Father's Day, so I could um express my feelings on that. But yeah, man. Other than that, the one thing I could tell you guys about, honestly, coming from the heart, you know, and I'm being I'm, and I'm I'm going to be open about this to you guys. Um, you know, having to be alone these past few months and the struggles that I deal with. Uh, be, you know, being in a room watching said NBA finals or whatever, you know, wrestling event is on or watching a ball game. And the one thing I can say that I really truly do miss with the bottom of my heart. And I'm hoping there are some ladies that listen to this so they can hear my compassionate side and, and how, how deep I can really, really be. I truly, truly miss sex. I so miss sex. I, I, I miss sex a lot. Really, it's getting really bad. I'm actually sitting there dreaming about sex a lot. I dream about sex like if I'm a 13 year old boy who just learned about sex in health class. Like seriously, it's weird too. In my dreams, I'm having sex with women constantly. I'm the biggest whore in in my dream world. I don't think of it as fantasy. In in my mind, my dreams are mini documentaries that have not happened yet. So on these, you know, moments in which I'm feeling lost and missing what truly, truly what it felt like to be in a relationship, I really miss sex. Sex is is did I mention that I'm missing sex? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think anybody missed that. So, yeah. Other than that, yeah, everything's been great. You know, fuck. Or, you know, work is work. 
I deal with what I deal with and sports is the comfort of my life. Video games, alcohol, just need that sex though. It's, yeah. Anyway, so guys, I gotta give you guys a rundown for this week's episode. This week's episode is pretty interesting. I got, I got a little bit here going on. I had to do the show this week a little bit earlier. I had to start wrapping up early this week because got a big event this Friday. House of Glory is doing their, their event out in Jamaica, Queens. So check them out. If you're in the area, be sure I, I've been promoting this show for a while. So if, uh, if you still want to get tickets or if you want to get the, the, um, if you want to see the video package in which they have, they have a video on demand on their site. Check out hogwrestling.net, hogwrestling.net. Check them out for for all things House of Glory Wrestling. Uh, so I, I I gotta I gotta get this show put together because come tomorrow I'm just like focused. Super producer Selly has her closing out show for school so i gotta be a part of that then the house of go it's it's i'm like listen and watch watch it be something that occurs and because by the time i'm recording this i'm it's it's a it's a thursday morning watch it be that tonight or 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 even when the mics go off like i'm sending this to rich at rageworks.net shout out rageworks.net be sure you check out all this stuff there I got a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, be sure, be be sure also to check out the RageWorkers.net shop for uh, for the TRS apparel as well. But watch there be something that pops up, and and I'm j- I'll just put the mics off, and I'm sending it. I'm sending up the show to 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 Rich, and all of a sudden it'll be. Breaking, breaking news. news all the fa- it doesn't fail it it does not fail i know tonight it might be something if my prediction is correct and i said it you know a previous episode golden state will win in six this will be the lockout but uh, i'll get into that in, in the in the opening segments and such but it, it never fails i'm sitting there i'm like yes i'm done then here's an alert from from espn <laughs> Breaking, Breaking news. Motherfucker. All the time. All the fucking time. So, and then I'm not going to cut in. I'm not going to try to edit it because sometimes I even try to edit and go, man, maybe. Because uh, even you saw, you heard it last episode. I try to cut it, make it something, but I'm not doing it this time. Well, maybe I would. Depends on what it is. So, yeah. So, let me give you guys the rundown uh, for this week's rant. We're going to be talking about uh, how the sports world dealt with the tragedies that occurred in Orlando. Uh, I, I think it's, it's significant that I touch upon it, plus a little bit of my commentary of what went on over there and, and uh, what my feelings are, because, you know, who doesn't want to hear what the fuck I got to say, right? I mean, come on. Uh, this week's rant, we got some talks with uh, the situation that's going on in the NBA Finals, especially with the Draymond Green suspension. I got some... Got a little bit of got a little bit of information on that as well as I want to talk about you know with the free agency market coming up, some players opting out, some players are going to be testing the waters. I want to talk about what uh, the some mindsets of what athletes are about because there's some individuals who are fans who don't get why players do what they do, especially when it's around contract time. Why don't you want to stay with a team? You just winning championships. 
I, we'll, we'll talk about that. I actually had a poll set up on the Rage Work group page on Facebook so I could get a census of what people would have done if they're in that position. So we'll get to that. We're also going to be talking about, um, like I said, uh, it, uh, got, 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 the uh, MMA fighters, uh, UFC is getting prepped up for 200 and, uh, in terms of tabloid, we got the WWE Royal review, got some, um, ring of honor comments. I've been watching some of the episodes, uh, lately. We're going to be catching up. TNA Slammiversary was this past week. And then <laughs> seems like TNA is still having some troubles over there. So we're going to talk, so, you know, touch up on that. The, uh, the cruiserweight championship series is coming up. WWE's already chosen at 32. I'm, I'm happy to say there's a, there's a couple of wrestlers that I know distinctly who I've seen live and I'm glad that they're in this tournament. So I'll, I'll do a rundown of that. My money in the bank predictions also want to give you guys a heads up of what's coming up in the next few weeks when it comes to, I'll get to it in a minute. And then, uh, some talk with about Adam Rose and, um, yeah. Also this show. Got an interview with comedian Dan Shanad. Dan Shanad stopped by, had a couple of minutes with me. He was a busy, busy man, but we were able to crack down and have a couple of, you know, a little repartee. Just uh, uh, kick it around, you know, throw, throw, throw some things in the air, get some information on him. He and I will be headlining a event that's happening in July. I'll give you guys the information on that soon. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, so we'll get the ball rolling here. Yeah, get some stuff going on here. So got an advertiser, a new advertiser this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you people might be interested in this one. This is this is actually this is something that be um it's something for an everyday person, especially if you're a wrestling fan. So uh this is an app that should be able for it should be able to work on all levels so give us a minute we'll come back and when we come back we'll be going into this week's rant so give us a tech do you love wrestling do you need something to spice up your life on any social occasion or event that occurs well check out this new app you could get on your mobile phone it's Wrestle Chance. That's right. Download Wrestle Chance. It's an application that will recognize and detect at any moment a wrestling chant is needed. For instance, hey guys, check it out. I just got a raise at my job and my boss is giving me a promotion. It also works at traumatizing events. Oh man, dude, I was running for the train and I, as soon as I hit like the last step, I tripped and fell and busted my kneecap open. Ugh, this is fucking painful, but it's alright that I was able to jump on the train and get here on time. It also recognizes certain instances of social events. Hey Danny, come here for a second, man. Uh, I want you to be honest with me. How does this shirt go with this pain? I mean, be honest with me. If a friend has the same app, it actually will counteract what your app does. Really? I look stupid. Really? This is what we're doing in front of people? You know what, me? The Wrestling Chat app 
counteracts such as Siri does on any of the iPhones. So whatever instance it occurs, if you ask it a question or it just feels that it needs a wrestling chant, it sure will pop up at any moment, even in those seductive and sexual situations. Hey, honey, would you like me to go down on you again just like I did the last night? You wanted me to spread those love kisses all over your balls. And like we mentioned earlier, if someone else has a wrestling app, it will counteract the quintessential stuff in which your app just did. Uh, no, honey, that's okay. We really don't need to do that. Hey, why don't we just uh, do what we usually do and just uh, I finish off on you on top. Chance at, at any Google Play, iTunes, and wherever else you can bootleg this app. Be sure to check out the Wrestling Chance and be sure to share with your friends. Why, look at what we have here, folks! This product was brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This is TNA Superstar EC3, and you are listening to TRSS. This week's rants. All right, so for this week's rants, like I said, I want to touch upon the incident that occurred this past week in Orlando. Well, to be honest, there was a lot of stuff that was going on in Florida. You know, he had the um, we had the, the the murder of a contestant on a reality TV show who. Uh, well, it, like it's just, there's just some some individuals out there who really, really, who really need help, and uh, thankfully, her brother was there to help uh, subdue the assailant who could have act- actually made it pretty pretty bad scene at at that uh, at that autograph signing, um, but uh, it, it, it's unfortunate that a, a young lady had to. Had to be slaughtered the way that she was, and then we had the the mass killings that occurred in Orlando's uh, nightclub scenes. It's let me tell you. First of all, I got to say that the sports world is always is always able to to have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in times of need, such as such as you know, Incidents of this 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 caliber, you know, everywhere from baseball to uh, to, to to basketball, even TNA and WWE were able to have a moment of silence for the individuals who lost their lives. You know, fifty 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 gone in an instant. Another fifty some odd injured. Uh, thankfully, there there were those who were able to make it. Uh, there's 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 a, a individual who was able to help a former um, marine who helped they said approximately sixty or seventy individuals to escape the the the, the nightclub. It's it it's one of those things that it even touches home because and there was a few who were from my area. It was a young man who lived in the area where I used to live who went to school. 
with people who I know closely and this young man lost his life because of just complete, I wouldn't even say ignorance. Cause when I first heard this story, you know, the first thought is that everybody's saying this is an act of terrorism and you know, the ISIS and all, all of these outside parties are involved in what happened. And to me, no, nah, it didn't. It didn't smell of that. It didn't seem like of something of that magnitude. I thought of it more of as this is a deeply disturbed individual who had serious mental health issues and couldn't come to grips in terms of what was going on in their lives. That's the way I took it because it just seemed too. I don't know the the, the setting and uh, of what occurred just didn't fit right for it to be something more than just this big you know plot by an outside terrorist act or something like that no this theme especially of where it happened and who were involved and and the targets it just seemed as someone was really really dealing with inner demons and couldn't come to grips with it because probably their upbringing probably you know not understanding why they had these feelings or because in the end of the day you know they 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 found out that this individual had a profile up in certain gay dating sites and frequented the club numerous times so this 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 definitely smelled of an individual who couldn't get an understanding of what is going on with themselves so rather than getting the help and the acceptance that they needed they decided to lash out at society and in a whole. Mind you, just because I work in the psych field doesn't make me a professional. I'm not a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist, although I would like to get their money for it because some of these fools have degrees and certifications, but still at the end of the day, they don't have common sense. But that's another story. But I, I, I see this all the time with patients and I, I i deal with patients who could be you know criminally you know have criminal issues criminally you know, tied mental health issues to individuals who have emotional and mental distraught issues that they you know it's that's the scale and in either case a lot of these a lot of these patients understand what's right and what's wrong you know, at the end of the day they realize their actions so I can see with this, this might have been something in which this person does not have any, any instances of understanding what was going on with themselves. Someone made a mention and it's like, when is this going to stop? Or when is it? And it's, it's not, it's not going to stop. I'm sorry to tell you guys, it's not going to stop because we still have people who can't phantom that they have health issues, mental health issues. I have a friend of mine whose wife worked as a nurse practitioner in, in um, mental health field. And her big explanation of what was going on and what goes on in people's minds is, you know, if you, if you have a stomach ache or you have a pain somewhere, what do you do? And I said, you go to the doctor, you get, you go see if they can help and get medicine for you. Just, that's the same thing with mental health. If you're not feeling yourself, if you're feeling more depressed than usual, if your your thoughts are are more rational than it usually will be, if it's not routine, it's not regular, 
the way that you're thinking, go get help. Go find a doctor who could prescribe you or help you through this. But people don't want to do it because they don't want to be deemed crazy or insane. And it's just foolish. It's such, such foolishness. I mean, come to grips with your condition is. Hell, shit. If my insurance were covered, I would let you take a session on the freaking couch a couple of times. Fuck yeah. I, lo- I love to talk. So I love to talk about what the hell is working. I know I got some issues. But in the end, it's it, you got to come to the understanding that as long as people are not coming to terms with their mental illness and people want to shun that there is a problem, and not only the individual, but other people's outside, the people that are surrounding them, this is not going to stop. And the only thing that we're going to do as a, like a society right now is that we need to start protecting ourselves. And I mean, we, by protecting ourselves, we really need to start being aware of our surroundings and being prepared to counteract certain actions. We're going to lose some, some individuals. We are. It's just a fact of, it's just a fact. Listen, where I work at, everything is done in a, in a team manner precautionary trying to get things done to help de-escalate hostile situations but you know there's going to be times where someone's going to get hurt if we're we're trying to restrain a patient or trying to um, physically control them somebody's going to get hurt and this is what's going to occur in 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 the large scale when it comes to our society with individuals who's trying to spread fear and pain we're gonna have to start standing up for ourselves and starting to get into action to prevent this it's a sad it's a sad state it's really sad that we as a society still have to go through this these 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 times of hate and and confusion you would think that 2016 and we would have already progressed far along when it comes to stuff like this but it doesn't but it doesn't. Like I said, I feel bad. There's a woman who, a New York native who, like I said, she survived two bouts with cancer and had 11 children. And one of her children were in the club and she was there with her, with, with her son and she lost her life because of this. It's just, just, and all the countless other individuals who were there just to have a good time and have fun. And for this to occur. The one thing I could say is when it ties into sports is sports always finds a place in which that's our escape. You know, we keep pushing through, you know, be it from a lonely Sunday afternoon baseball game to a high intensity, highly important basketball game. For a brief 60, 90, 120 minutes, we can escape the ills and the troubles of the world and focus on a sport in which we can go on social media and bitch and complain to everybody else about. That's our freedom. And it's unfortunate, but these are our small windows that we have to escape the true meaning of what reality really is. This fucking sucks.
It's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's Boy, and you are listening to the regular season sportscast. You jabroni. Man, we talking sports and shit. So kicking it back into the sports realm, I want to start off with the NBA Finals. Got a lot of things going on that way. And man, there's a lot of controversy going over there. So as of this recorded segment, we are going into Game 7. Now I got to tell you, this is not one of the most controversial finals in NBA history. Then please tell me another one because I have not seen anyone been in more of an uproar this past finals. I've, I've, I mean, individuals are just losing their mind. And first instance, game five, Draymond Green gets suspended because of actions that occurred. And to be honest, I mean, I, I didn't see it that to be that bad, deeming for him to be suspended for a game, a pivotal game at that. But the, the big key is that I guess the NBA was tired of his shenanigans during the playoffs and well they just they just said enough is enough and basically literally blew the whistle on him and said that's it you gotta you gotta take a seat for that for that action I didn't see anything that was too major in fact the man landed on the floor who put him there hmm I wonder hmm Damn, son, you just hit with the wow effect. But they're not going to sit there and they're not going to do what they want to do and prevent their savior of the NBA from being tarnished. No, why would they do that? If you don't know who I'm talking about, his name sounds like Babron Games. I'm just saying. And then fast forward to game six. Game six, highly, highly questionable calls made by the officials. Didn't seem that people were happy with what was going on. At the end, the league's MVP, Steph Curry, was tossed, and he tossed his mouthpiece. He hit the owner's son, I believe it is, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. There was also some stuff being said that there was some outside shenanigans going on with his family. I mean, look, we got to come to the realization, man. The league usually protects their MVPs. It's just, it's just what it is. That's you know, we've seen it many, many times in many instances. They want to protect the MVPs, not of the season. The league's MVP. If you get what I'm saying, the league's. Yeah. Let me just tell you, I just. I just read that the the salary cap for the next season will jump from seventy million to ninety four million dollars, which now opens the floor to many teams, especially small market teams who are able to bring in big market players. The league is about making and producing money, especially with the TV deal going through and, and uh, sponsors and advertising about to be placed on jerseys and, and bringing in more revenue that way it's it's a it's a big thing that's happening with the nba it's probably the biggest surplus of money that they've seen in years and to do that and listen like i said i'm not a big conspiracist conspiracist conspirist i'm not a guy who's into big conspiracies but i don't like to delve into something like that but to be honest with you i smell 
something fishy going on here. You know, there's just way too much stuff going on that just doesn't seem right. And plus, I've seen a couple of YouTube videos that can be convincing to me. I'm just saying, just saying. So with that, is Draymond Green a dirty player? Yes, of course he is. Of course he's a dirty player. I've I've said it before, and I think it, I think it's good for the NBA to have a dirty player. I really do. You know, he's a guy that's that would have stood the test of time in the era in which basketball should have been played. Like the way that they played is, you know, just 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 play ball. But it's a sport. Now everybody's gonna freaking get 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 along and fucking hold hands and compliment each other after a good play that nobody's gonna do that so i mean they need to go back to those old time yes go back to those old time ways of uh, but they're not gonna do that because everybody wants to be protected i like i said i i'm i know he's a dirty player and on this instance i I don't think a suspension was warranted especially since both of them were filed were given files for their instance but like i said they want to penalize him for what he's been doing during this during during the playoffs and um they wanted to protect their goal they want to protect their golden child we already know so on that note here's johnny so with the free agency coming up, and there was a lot of people who have questions about who's going to go where and why would they leave a certain team, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me let me give you some ideas of who's coming up on the market for free agency when it comes to the NBA. Of course, highly touted Kevin Durant will be an unrestricted free agent. LeBron is going to be a player option free agent. Uh we have a Hassan Whiteside, who everybody seems to be wanting a grasp and pulling him into their team. Everybody's very interested in that uh, that, that that player. DeMar, um, DeMar DeRozan is, is up for his player option free agent. Mike Conley, who I feel should play with the Knicks. Others may differ, but I think he's a Nick-type player. Al Horford, Dwight Howard, I don't know who's going to want him, but okay. Uh, Dwayne Wade is coming up as an unrestricted free agent. Harrison Barnes, who I don't think Golden State will retain him. He's going on free agency, and they said that they would match any offer that's dealt to him, but I don't see it happening. Although they're saying that all players are locked in for their contracts for the next year, I still think they want to tie up some loose ends with some players, and I don't think he's one of them. Uh, Chandler Parsons is, is on free agency. Dirk Nowitzki, who I'm really surprised. I'm thinking that he should be retiring soon, but he's not. Rajon Rondo is up. Uh, there is some talk of uh, Tim Duncan may or may not retiring, but if not, he is a re, uh, free agent as well. Or Kim Noah is, is out there. Uh, Biombo from Toronto is out there who became a pivotal piece into Toronto playoff series runs. And you have a couple other guys on there that, that could be key pieces. Here's my thing in a case for Harrison Barnes. I had a discussion. First of all, on the regular season sportscast group page, I put up a question in which if you, if you were a player in any sport, would you a, uh, Play for championships, but have to take the less money 
on the contract, the, le- the least amount of money on the contracts, or B, uh, never win a championship, but be the highest paid player in that league. And surprisingly, a higher number of you individuals chose A, you'd rather be a champion, but take the less money. Either you guys are lying or you're just hoping that you're going to get the big payoff in merchandise and advertising. The other option was do porn and one person picked that one. Good going guy. <laughs> but, um, it's, 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 it's tough because I, this is how I look at it like this, especially in the case of Harrison Barnes. There was, there were some individuals that I had a conversation with and they were like, well, why would you want to leave a, a team that can bring a championship almost every year if you guys stick together? You know, this is like a dynasty in the making. My thought is this, and this is the example that I use. Let's say you work at a job. You, and, and this is a, a high, you know, a nice, a nice, a nice position in which everyone is doing well. The company that you work for gets bonuses every year for being the highest caliber, whatever field of business you work. You work alongside an individual who's equally, you both are equally, you know, basically you have the same title. But you find out that although you do, you two individuals do the same job duties, that person is making more than you. Not because they're more experienced, not because they have a degree. They just seem to be making more than you. You know, it's about a $20,000 difference. You're going to question why that individual is making more. And you're going to question the possibility of maybe, just maybe, I might go somewhere else to find a job that's going to pay me the $20,000 more. It might not be for a company that's doing as well as, this one is, but maybe I can go to that company, get the $20,000 more, and possibly help them to excel. Maybe. Let's look at it on another note. Let's say you're on this same company. You're putting in double the work that the next individual is right next to you. Double the work. They come to you for clutch time. You need a project done by Friday. You get it done by Thursday. All, all, all loose ends are tied. You're the go-to person. You're the person that, that 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 puts in double the work, and the person that works alongside you is getting paid thirty five thousand dollars more than you. Hmm. Why would I want to stay with this company? And this company keeps telling you, "Oh, don't worry about it. We're doing well. We're doing well. Just give us a couple of years, and we'll get you your money." How long are you gonna wait for your money? That's your money, and you've been busting your ass for this x amount of time. When you know x amount, uh, an x company outside is willing to pay you the thirty five thousand dollars more or even more are you gonna want to stay with the company because you know they've been good to me or whatever or you gotta weigh your options yeah think about that you gotta think about it so this is why free agency becomes very very difficult slope to deal with because although you don't want to leave your teammates that you've built a a a great chemistry with you got to think about what is my worth with this team you know so i don't know i it, when, when it comes to this it's not always as cut and dry as people say look you know you you, you want to stay and win chips yeah you're right it's cool to win championships but if this person is making way more money than me the ring that i just won is not going to help me along the line later on i don't know i i guess i just think a bit of a different way i guess sadly on a quick note um mma fighter 
Ivan Cole was found dead in a Dallas apartment this past week. Apparently, it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound due to an, a, a ridiculous game of Russian roulette. What? Like, really? We we don't have anything else better to do? What? Like, is life not entertaining enough, especially when you go into a cage and want to pummel the shit out of somebody with your fist and hands that we need to do Russian roulette? 25 years old. I mean, couldn't we, I don't know, jump out of an airplane or a bungee jump? I don't, I, I don't know. It's... I don't know. I think people just do some foolishness just for excitement. Uh, my condolences, but Jesus, what, why? Ugh. Danger's my middle name. So that wraps up. We're talking sports and shit. We're going to lead into my interview with comedian Dan Shannard. I want you guys to check that out. Dan and I will be doing an upcoming event in July. That'll be in July 15th. It'll be he- uh, Headlocks and Laughter. It's going to be a big seminar and also a comedy event which ties in wrestlers of a past of the past that's coming into um, you know do some do some stuff with the fans do some interviews and and it's 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 going to be interesting man I'm going to be there helping to get things along do some interviews do some side interviews and such like that be on the lookout for that that will be on July 15th uh, doors open at 12 p.m. Admission is ten dollars for kids. That's fifteen and under. Twenty five for adults for general admission, and it's fifty dollars for adults VIP. If you guys are there, just be sure to check out what's going on. This is in the New York City area, by the way. This will be uh, in Jamaica, Queens. It's at one hundred seventeen Atlantic Avenue at RS Studios. I want you guys to check that out. Who will be on the line? We have. Badass Billy Gunn from DX and the New Age Outlaws. Ron Simmons, also known as Farouk from the APA. One half of the Heart Foundation, Jim DeAnvil Nightheart. And former valet of the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Gorgeous George. So be on the lookout for that. Check that out. We're going to be there and we're going to be kicking it out. So just give us a minute. I'll be back. And it will lead us to my interview with Dan Chanel. You're listening to TRSS, the regular season sportscast. This is TJ Marconi, the Blue Eyed Devil. Stay tuned because it's the best podcast going today. Oh, now wait a minute. Oh, Wobbick's instructor movie? Yeah, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, and uh, I um, started, I used to hand out business cards that said I was an aerobics instructor instead of a comedian, because uh-huh. it was just way funnier. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously chubby, so let me fill you in on that. But, oh, uh, oh, oh, I, I, I could never tell. You look so no. felt, and just, just that CrossFit looked like it's working. I know that you imagined you were talking to Johnny Depp, but believe it or not, you're not. <laughs> you're actually talking to Dan Chenard, and uh, he has a little bit of a weight problem. Mm, so what you can't nope. wait, you can't wait to eat. But what, yeah, we're talking about, you know whatever, man. It's all I like fried things and powdered sugar. Just just and, throwing it out. There. And if you combine them two together, 
I mean, it, it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's like sex in my mouth. I can't even deal with it. <laughs> and and everyone's invited. <laughs> I mean, everybody that's bringing a fryer, you know, bring a deep fryer to my house next barbecue. <laughs> I'll love you for the rest of your days. And how long how long you been doing stand up? Uh, uh, I can say close to a decade, man. Yeah. Close to a decade. You know? I, I, let me tell you, you're, li- you're living a dream, man, because I'm still sitting here working on – like it came to me later on that I really wanted to give it a, a try at least one time. So I'm like I'm putting together at least a good five, six-minute set so I could do just one open mic. But like for you to, to, to actually be out there, how, how, I mean to, 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 get, to get to these, to, to, to these, these clubs and stuff, like how, how is it that you go about the whole thing about you know getting – do you have an agent? Do you have management? How do you get that together? Uh, well, I was raised by the streets, so the hustle was uh, real. I'm, you know, sadly, also not any percentage Jewish. So uh, <laughs> in this game, you know that that means a whole lot. Not from Malibu, you know. I'm from Stapleton and Staten Island, so okay. Um, you know, I'm from you know Wu Tang Clan, where the ambulance don't come, that kind of thing. That's right. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I just have a good. F- following like a really good base of fans here on the, the North Shore Staten Island like uh, I have like a I guess you would say a, a target audience of black people like that's like what my that's your draw hometown is basically made out of and you know when I first came in the game a comedy producer told me he was like yo if you you want to make people laugh the truest test you can have is a room full of black people he's like if they don't like you you will quit comedy and I was just like, all right, let's do it. And then it was working. And yeah. I was like, I'll just keep doing this. This is awesome. <laughs> ever, ever, do you remember the first moment you really died on stage? Uh, like bombed? Yeah. Oh, man, absolutely. I did. Uh, I was hired to, to do Black History Month at the College of Staten Island Theater a few years ago. And it was totally ridiculous. I did the the show for, for a favor for somebody else. And um, I remember, like, I was in the dressing room before the show. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, there was just, like, 800, you know, mostly black people in the audience. But, like, not my typical crowd. But there was, like, families and stuff. It was, like, a, it was a strange setting for me. And the... Act that was on stage before me was actually uh, an all-black marching band. Oh, who absolutely crushed it! And I remember <laughs> standing in the wings, like, "How the fuck? How do you follow up a marching band?" <laughs> like that was my intro to come out on stage for Black History Month, and I was the only white performer. I was like, "This is so bad." So I mean, I was I was slated for a loss, you know. Before I even got out there, there was just no way I could follow the band. Absolutely crushed it. Yeah, that's that. That, that pretty much could take the energy out of a room, <laughs> you know. But I, it, they were like, and now please welcome an Irish Polish man. I was like, hey, about, I'm just looking for the bathroom, but I guess I'll tell you some jokes. How about that band, huh? <laughs> they were unbelievable, huh? <laughs> It was just tough. You're gonna have to follow it up with a, a kazoo or, or just like a, yeah, a, yeah, a recorder. I mean, I would have just been better doing Forrest Gump impersonations or something. I don't know. It was <laughs> that's like a go-to when I get strictly nervous. But 
Yeah, you know, I say I never turned down a show, man. I yeah. never turned down a show. So you've been hitting up you know, all the clubs in the city and in Manhattan and such like all around. You, you, yeah, you've been doing yeah, circuit. Yeah, I've had lines, you know, Broadway Comedy Club. You know, I've been everywhere in Manhattan that you could think of. Uh, you know, I run. A, I'm the host of something called um, the Hot Soup New York City. Okay, and it's a uh, a bi monthly charity concert it takes place on the Lower East Side. Okay. And, uh, it, that's a that's a dope show. I hosted it. You know, we have some of like the most amazing up and coming bands in New York. So, um, you know, I, I'm out there, but I'm kind of like jumping into some different scenes by hosting, and that's that's what's coming up in July. You know, a different a different scene. We got a variety show coming up with wrestling and you know spoken word and a little comedy. Like you, you know what I mean? Like it it doesn't get any better when you do stuff like that. Yeah, man. I, I, like I said, you, you're living that dream, and I, I sit here and I. There's one thing that I've, I've studied through the years, even as you know, as a kid coming up, was stand up. I've always looked at a stand up comedian, and I looked at stand up, stand up comedy, as just a, 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 an open form of expression. And whenever I saw the greats go up, and even you know, the guys that you still see to this day still pining away and doing it, I, I could admire that. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great work. Like, who have you like? Like gotten under the learning tree and, and, and rubbed elbows and talked to about you know stand up any 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 guys we know about. I mean, when I first came up in the game, I you know kind of was a lone wolf in a sense, but I was able to to get really lucky and, and rock out with some individuals. I, I still keep in contact to this day. Um, you know, my boy Gene Harding, he is one of the most lights out comedians. You know, you could possibly have in any club. He's um, he's from Fort Lauderdale in Florida, but you know, he's on tour with Gary Owens from, from Showtime. Uh huh. And uh, you know, he's been in some new shows, he's been in Ballers and stuff like that on HBO. Oh, okay. So I mean, he, he's doing his thing. He's blowing up. And uh, I know, like, whenever I need somebody to holler at, yo, like, come to New York, do a show. I got you. Like, he he is unbelievable. And and the thing that. I noticed about him was when we first started coming up, we would only see each other at shows in like Manhattan at these different comedy clubs. And we would listen to each other's sets and they sounded pretty similar like eight years ago. You know, like we were essentially writing the same humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how, how dope he was on stage and I just knew that I could sort of hang at that point. I mean, I used to tell a joke about an ATM machine. And I found out Chris Rock did a bit similar, and hmm. I didn't see Chris Rock's set, so I was like, "Okay, you know, I'm on the right track." So I mean, there's there's influences in in real life, and there's influences, you know, from I don't, I don't watch new comedians because I don't want to sound like a new comedian. Right. I just shut myself off to it completely. But you know, I'm influenced by guys like Richard Pryor, Chris Farley, you know. Just Steve Martin, like guys that did comedy, Don Rickles, guys like the Godfathers of it. You know, I'm like a mixture of all of those things. Yeah, I, I, like myself, I've, I've one thing I do is I follow. I'm a, I'm a Carlinist. I, I I I follow the word of Carlin. I'm, that's he was even to this day to me. He Carlin is like God for 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 stand up comedy. And when when I see comedians who are able to you know take a bit of from from different areas of comedy and make it you know their own, I think is it, it's a pure sense of what 
you know, the art of, you know, stand up is. It, it, it's good to see. And you mentioned that sometimes you, you're going to, you, you go on stage and you've done material and probably somebody else has probably had similar material. I think that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I know that some people may think of it tacky if you're actually stealing from someone, but, you know, I think that's part of the, the creativity. Oh, yeah. how, how do you, how, how, like, how do you, how do you come together when you want to start building a, um, when you start wanting to put it to minutes together for, for a routine? I mean, it's weird. Uh, comedy doesn't it doesn't come from okay. I'm going to sit down now and I'm going to write comedy and in a half hour I'm going to have my new set. Right. You know, it, it's not that easy. Um, comedy comes from leaving the house and you know saying saying yes to going out when you're you're exhausted. You know, um, it can be as simple as going to the park, getting a haircut, or going out with your boys. There's comedy in it, and as, as people. You don't have to be a comedian to realize when something funny is happening in your life, but the, the thing that separates comedians from other people that are just out and living is that comics write down what just happened, and they wake up the next day and they read what happened last night, and for me, if I read you know, the story the next morning and I loud, I'm like, okay, so this is funny. And if if I read it and I smile, I'm like, okay, so this is funny, but it's not for the stage, you know. And I just kind of, there's other times where you, you can't, you don't know what a setting is going to be like until you get there, you know. Every show is different. All the audience is different. And you just got to rock out. You know, are you the type? Are you the type that like to to try out stuff with with like your peers or friends? Like you like work something out in front of them. I mean, honestly, my my life is so insane that I don't even um, test stuff from my friends because the things that happen to me on like a daily basis are very strange and comical, and they just sort of happen. I don't know. I think sometimes that God just like gets bored and tunes into TV Dan to see what's going on and like, fucks with <laughs> me. But I mean, just to give you an idea, like straight up two days ago. I got a letter in the mail from my health insurance and like they didn't send me a letter when my health insurance was expiring, mm. but you know, they were just going to let that expire. But they did send me a letter in the mail to tell me that if I wanted to get a sex change, they would cover my operation. Oh, wow. And I was like, for real? I wonder what's like, the premium I got on that. This letter? <laughs> and I was wondering like if they did their homework and only sent that letter out to guys with man tits, or if they sent that to everybody that has the same health care, <laughs> I'm not really sure. So it's like stuff like that. It's like how much they, even, how much they, uh, how much they're going to uh, have to pay out of pocket for the extra cup size. Like, what, what I don't know. Do? Like I was like, so if I want to trade in my P for V, mm. you got me is what you're saying. Decisions, decisions. You know, I was like, I got enough stuff on my mind. I really can't be thinking about <laughs> switching up genders. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner, and I'm over here making such big life choices. This is ridiculous. I don't even know how the internet works, and they want me to trade in my penis. <laughs> like, this is crazy. So, so when you're when you're out there and you're you're hitting you're hitting the clubs and stuff like that, you know, do you do you usually like how is it that you gauge a set of how the crowd is going to be for that night? Like, how do you? Because I usually see when I go to the clubs, I see like some of the comedians hanging around. Sometimes they play in the crowd. Sometimes they buy the bar. Like, where where would you usually gain gain a sense of the crowd at? 
Um, men's bathroom. Ah, I don't know. Just I hanging mean, out. Yeah, anywhere. You know, <laughs> people loitering outside. I mean, sometimes you just gotta like stand outside and look at the surroundings. Like if the venue is next to a chop shop or right. like a tire repair place, it's like you have to address that when you're on stage. Like, <laughs> sometimes the funny stuff is outside, but I mean, you know, it, it, it all totally depends, man. Every place is different. You know, I think you just gotta walk around. Sometimes you gotta direct a Shirley Temple at the bar and take it in. Dude. Did I say Shirley Temple? I meant whiskey, I, hard whiskey. Listen, hey, whatever could get you through the set, you know. My mine is usually just you know just a splash of of, of Capri Sun that that would work for me. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. If they have it behind the bar, I'm cool with that. What flavor? I'm gonna say watermelon. <laughs> I'm just gonna say watermelon. <laughs> that, oh that, my that's, god, that's a so rare many find. Harmless jokes ran through my mind. <laughs> so, uh, when when you're when you're basically. You know, c- coming together to do uh, anything creative and stuff like that. When you like right now, you're you're preparing to do the movie. Uh, how many? Do you have a team? Do you have a group? Like how how, how does this come together? Yeah, man. We, you know, out here we we kind of have something on the North Shore of Staten Island that we call the movement, and there's a lot of people that are out here pushing and different industries of art and culture. You know, some people are photographers, some people are you know, straight up artists. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are really doing their thing and there's a lot of people that sort of push and work together out here. Um, I went to Curtis High School out here. A lot of people on Notre Dame oh, okay. I went to Curtis, stuff like that. I had a good, decent football team some years back. I know, I know Curtis. Yes, yes. Yeah. Represent C-Dub all day. That's right. Um, yeah, man. These... I got a good a good crop. I got my boy Jojo Perez. He's one of the you know up and coming filmmakers in New York, Staten Island. He's really phenomenal, and you know you could check me out on Dan Schnod, C H A N O D, Facebook, Instagram. We're dropping a aerobics instructor movie. He's directing. You know my boy JJ Banks. He's a photographer, um, extraordinaire. He's running wardrobe. I mean. It's a it's a full on production that at this point that started out as a silly business card, um, but there's a lot of really talented people out here on Staten Island. And I think the cool thing about the culture out here and the community out here and art is that we we'll all kind of work together and, and, and root for each other and cheer each other on, as opposed to you know other places maybe they're a little bit more competitive, just kind of want to step on others. You know, hey, that's a good look, man. You it's a, it's it's, it's it's sad, but it's kind of rare that to to hear that when you when when individuals are trying to be creative, there's a lot of times that uh you got individuals who don't seem to want to help elevate that. They always want to seem to be the first ones to knock it down. But it's always good to hear when people are able to come together and start to 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 build on 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 the arts and stuff. So we got something coming together in July, July fifteenth. We're doing the headlock uh, the headlock and comedy uh, event. And you're looking for uh, you're looking forward to that. Oh my God! Anywhere where the stage is a wrestling ring, just sign me up. <laughs> I mean, just sign me. I don't even know. Like my entrance could be un- unbelievable. I might like blow all my money on smoke machines and laser lights. I don't know. Are you a wrestling fan? Do you like wrestling? I mean, yeah, I grew up on on WWF. Like, but I mean, like what I would consider the glory days of wrestling. But everybody that's 
thinks that their childhood is glory days. So, (laughs) you know, there's kids that are five years old today that 30 years from now will say that, you know, John Cena is the glory days of wrestling. So, I mean, yo, Yokozuna, Tatanka, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, like Doink and Dink the Clown, like totally random wrestlers. That's what I grew up on. Man. Yeah, that's that, that 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 was the era. That was the uh, the 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 silver age of wrestling before before the uh, the attitude era and such kicked in. But that was that, like I said. Nowadays, what you 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 what you're going to see possibly at this upcoming show, it'll probably like bring back your inner child. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you you have a set for that for that night as well. You'll be you oh, 100 percent. Okay, and, you know I'll I'll write some stuff and some stuff fly up the cup. I, I never know what the amazing audience is going to be like until we get there and see them with our own eyes so it'll be dope all right uh just dan just give everybody uh your social media outlet because i know you're a busy man and i know you gotta get out of here soon so just let them know where they can get you at absolutely man so my name's dan shanad stand-up comedian aerobics instructor extraordinaire um my last name is c-h-a-n-o-d check me out you will not be disappointed absolutely and if you're in town you got to come out headlock on comedy um, it's going to be amazing. I know Jay's going to be there. Is that right, Jay? Oh, definitely, definitely. I, 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 I probably bust out a two minute stand up myself. It'll, it'll be terrible. But if you got a bomb, you got a bomb somewhere. Oh, in a wrestling <laughs> ring? Like, oh, sure. I can Why get not? Choked out at any moment. I can get power bombed. I mean, come on. Like, and I think that's worth the price of admission. Like, you can choke out a comedian when you come in. Oh, take my money. That's right. So, uh, um, once again, what is the date of this amazing show? July fifteenth. July fifteenth. We have uh, for 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 anybody who's who's interested, there's comedy. The wrestlers that's going to be in attendance doing a seminar. We'll have badass Billy Gunn from the New Age Outlaws and DX. You have Farouk from the APA, also known as well, his real name Ron Simmons, and a few others that's coming out there. So, guys, check it out. And oh, of course, God. you're going to be in the building with others. We are going to have so much fun. It's going to be outrageous. I feel like I'm painting my face like Ultimate Warrior. Show, man. I want to paint my um, face like the Ultimate Warrior. That's exactly what I'm thinking. But then like, people are going to look at my body and be like, his body does not match that makeup. What's Listen, I know sir, who he's trying to be. From what I've seen, it'll be almost as if it's identical twins. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a cross between richard simmons and the ultimate warrior scary yet somewhat feminine i yeah, don't get it not uh, old richard simmons not the one now that there's tons of there's tons of we don't want to compare that it'll go yeah, back to the whole let's go, it'll go back to your insurance old, thing like this prime <laughs> <laughs> all right then thanks again for being on here man absolutely man it was my pleasure anytime this is mets fan matt and you're watching the regular season sportcast you're one handsome guy yeah, my apologies for what occurred sometimes during that interview. It was uh, when you're doing an interview on Skype and one person doesn't have a good reception, it kind of like it clicks out and such like that. But nonetheless, I hope you guys got the gist of what was going on. Once again, thanks. Go out to comedian Dan Chenard for taking his time and doing TRSS. I know that guy had a busy, busy day. But just for him to give us a few minutes on the show is greatly appreciated. And I hope you guys come out. And check out Headlocks and Laughter on July 15th. Make sure you check it out. Uh, coming up, we have Turnbuckle Tabloid. There's lots and lots to talk about. And there's a certain individual who has gotten in trouble with the law. So stay tuned. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turnbuckle Tabloid.
Well, 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 seems like a little someone has gotten in trouble with the law. I think I should have put this under the breaking news uh, banner. Let me see if I could let me find that drop because this is definitely necessary. Yeah, uh, seems as though as our WWE resident commentator, Mr. Jerry the King Lawler, has found himself in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, seems as though that he and his fiance were uh, arrested uh, this past week for a domestic violence dispute. Breaking, Breaking news. news. And like, it's, this is becoming way too common, not only in sports, but in wrestling as a whole. Adam Rose just recently uh, had his case dropped for domestic violence dispute. Apparently, uh, it seems as though it just was a an instance where that it was just an incident that that didn't seem to be deemed a domestic violence case. It was just a misunderstanding. So his 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 case was dropped. But you know, stuff like that, he's out of a job. You know, he's probably going to be out of a job anyway. But you know, but this didn't help. But for Jerry the King Lawler. Breaking news. This is a man who is uh has a history of not having a very good um very good relationship quarrels and qualms with certain individuals. As per TMZ, Jerry DeKing Lauder and his twenty seven year old fiance were both arrested in Memphis Friday morning. It went down at Lola's home at one AM when his fiance Claims a 66-year-old hit her in the head and pushed her against the stove and then got an unloaded pistol and told her to kill herself. Whoa. Uh, but Lola tells a different story. According to WREG.com, the WWE star told cops McBride scratched his face, fired a candle at him, and then kicked him in the crotch. I bet you he sold that shit. As for the gun, Lola told authorities that McBride was the one who pulled the gun out. It also says that she was very drunk at the time of the incident. As per WWE reps, they said that he has been suspended indefinitely per indefinitely per the organization's zero tolerance policy on matters involving domestic violence. Both Jerry and Lauren have been released from custody and they're due back in court this upcoming Monday. It's crazy because look, this is this is like I said, this is what is occurring and it's coming too common for domestic violence cases just to start happening. You know, it's it's ridiculous and and now and as well as it should be, it's being frowned upon and it's getting it's getting the spotlight it deserves and individuals need to be penalized. And, so, and I understand sometimes and for the you know, for the most part, there's a general misunderstanding. Things like that occur. Hell, there's even instances where a small argument could be deemed something way bigger than it should be, which I've, I've, I've seen it. And I've, to be honest, I've been part of it as well in my personal life. But. You know, there's certain instances, especially when you got stories of guns being involved. I mean, come on, this is you know, this is ridiculous. But that that's just this is what the nature of what we're seeing nowadays when it comes to these domestic violence cases. And and well, well deserving that WWE has their zero tolerance, uh, zero tolerance policy on this, and are now putting Lola on suspension indefinitely, which. Unfortunately, it will look like that he's going to be released because now there's going to be an issue to where you didn't release 
him, but you release Adam Rose for this. It's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to pan out right. So I don't see a good thing happening here for the king. Whoops. Fucking bullshit. So to do a review on the WWE, I got to tell you guys uh, for Raw and SmackDown, the, the lead up to Money in the Bank, I can tell you that I'm okay with the whole pairings of any of all individuals who are what you call involved in the money in the bank match. You see the different matches that they're compiling just to keep the story moving on. I know, I know a lot of fans get tired of seeing this happen, but you know, they got to do these matchings. They have to do these bookings to get everybody prepared to see if they could build any other storylines that come after money in the bank. They, they they have to do these pairings and it could be sickening to see it all the time but you know this is what happens on the lead up as for raw the, the matches were decent the pairings that they have were were decent matches i was happy to say that you know they were they were entertaining and it, it just didn't seem like it was moving along in a quicker pace but i could i i can i can get where wwe is trying to find longer storylines after this one such as a longer storyline with what's happening with the brand split who's going to be the gm of certain shows you know you need some con- continue continuance with this and 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 some common ground of storytelling because apparently we are lost at a fucking loop one minute stephanie wants to be the raw general manager next she wants to be the smackdown general manager she's flopping back to be the raw general what the f- what do you want what do you want you know at least at least Shane somewhat is telling everyone, listen, I want to be the Royal General Manager. That's it. That's all I want to be. That's it. But there's this this flip-flopping. Then you introduce Kane in this. And I understand a lot of you fans are trying to get the gist of it. Like, oh, well, um, why do they keep bringing out these guys? Like, why do they keep bringing out, like, Teddy Long? You know, what does it? All these individuals in somewhat some way have been a part of the machine of booking and stuff when it comes to SmackDown or role so they feel as though that they are a part of being in the mix of possibly being the general manager or an assistant to uh smackdown or role here's my thing i see it coming that paul Heyman should be next coming up paul Heyman should be the next another another face who's coming up to say that he should be a general manager hell even eric bischoff he's got a He's got a, a DVD or a promotion, uh, excuse me, a program on, uh, WWE Network, which you can see for $9.99. I see him making a, a return as a possible general manager of Raw SmackDown. So they just bringing little cameos here and there just to show that they can, um, you know, uh, spin the wheel of who's actually going to get that role as general manager. All in all, Raw was decent. I thought it was hilarious that uh, the Divas match was woof. And it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It was here one minute and woof. It was gone the next. Fucking bullshit. Got the job entrance and then boom. I still don't get the whole Dana Brooke thing. Not, I'm not feeling it. You know, she's good to look at. She's cute. She's thick. She's got a nice thing. I, she's caked up on the makeup though. That's throwing me off. But other than that, she's... She's got it. She's as a wrestler, it's not working for me. It's really not working. But I guess they have. They they see something that I don't. 
What do I know? I'm just a douchebag behind a microphone who runs a little podcast. So what the fuck do I know? I'm not creative. So uh, it's it's. It seems to be moving along to get to the brand split. And when we're talking about the brand split, be sure you guys check out the regular season sportscast in the next week or so. TRSS is doing their own. We are doing our own mock draft here. We are bringing the bearded one back, Mr. Rondo, the man who has his own theme song. He's coming back. He's going to sit in and he's going to do uh, a mock draft with us. What we're going to do is we're going to have a draft in which we would think what WWE wants their own, you know, what, what we have an idea of what creatively they're going to want. And then we're going to do our own draft. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming up possibly next episode. Be on, and that's going to be a dual episode. We're going to actually, I'm going to release it for podcasts and as well as for YouTube. So check that out. Uh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. And if you know Rondo, he likes to bring in, he likes to bring in them ales. He likes to bring in the, the, the liquid libations. He likes to bring beer. Let me just say that. He likes to bring beer. So be on the lookout for that. And we might have some other surprises as well on that episode. So check that out. So, yeah. So I, I, I'm i thinking that with the brand split, there's a lot going on. And plus with upcoming WWE events such as the Cruiserweight Championship uh, tournament that they're having, I got to tell you, I am pleased to see what's going on with that. There's a lot of individuals in that tournament who I've seen wrestle you know, firsthand and I'm glad to see they have been tapped in to be a part of this. Such names include so the list of wrestlers that's going to be in the Cruiserweight Championship uh classic will be uh one familiar is of course Tajiri's making a return to the WWE in the NXT tournament. Uh well is it really an NXT tournament? Or is it just separate? It's probably a separate thing. Well I I I'm looking forward to looking at it anyway because it's gonna be some shit. It's gonna be fun as hell. You got um Zach Saber Jr., who I, I've seen on the internet, he's an amazing wrestler. You have uh Kota Ibushi, who's I've seen in it in YouTube as well. Good to see my guy Cedric Alexander from Ring of Honor making a visit to WWE. My guy who I've seen him eat on the East Coast, he's made an appearance at House of Glory and, and Fight the World. My dude Tony Nice, guys it's a small stack of dynamite he's fucking awesome man you guys gotta check him out uh other other individuals on the card that i've seen before uh of course tj perkins who did an id for trss shout out to him good looking out on that and good to see him in the cruiserweight uh tournament as well rich swan you guys have to check him out he is he he's got some stuff out there i've seen him as well tyson dukes just wanted to say the name dukes because it reminds me of frank dukes uh, Drew, Drew Gulick, who we've seen at, at House of Glory as well, is, is a spot on. Wrestler Brian Kendrick makes a return. I want to see the sliced bread. The guy's fucking dope. I, he's also a great trainer, but seeing him in the tournament is also a good look for him as well. You got, uh, you have, uh, Joey, Joey Gargano, who's in NXT, as well as Tommaso Chapia. These guys are in the tournament and both of them are, uh, ring technicians. Uh, Lynn's uh, Dorado, who I've seen also on on YouTube, he's a he's a spot on wrestler, and you've seen him in, in other indie promotions. I believe he's been in um, PWG as well. And you have a yeah, like I said, you have a, you have a collective sorts in there, man. There's a lot of guys in there who should be should be fun to watch. Davari makes a return as well, so check that out. That tournament begins in July. It's gonna be it's gonna be deep. It's gonna be a deep tournament. So you guys check that out. 
WWE's got some stuff coming for you guys. They come and you better get that network if you ain't got it. Spend that nine ninety nine. You you could you know you get a little bottle of Jack with that, but you could also get the Wrestling Network for nine ninety nine. Let's fast forward to another promotion, which was TNA. TNA has um had their their Slam anniversary this past week. Congratulations to Gail Kim for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. TNA's Hall of Fame is the equivalent of getting a Dunkin' Donuts fifteen dollar gift card for your prom. That's the award that you get. Or getting an extra ride on your Metro card. You people from New York know what I'm talking about. That's what TNA's Hall of Fame is an equivalent of. In any case, I thought it would be James Storm, honestly, because he's been in TNA for such a long time. I think he's a guy who was worthy of the Hall of Fame class. But I guess they wanted to mix it up and not keeping it as a boys club. So they added uh, Miss Gail Kim to the mix. So once again, congratulations to her. TNA Slammiversary wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, Eddie Edwards was able to pull out the win for the X Division title. It's his first run as a, I believe, as a singles champion in that promotion. Congratulations to him. But from spoilers, I heard it doesn't last too long, but that's not for me to say. But the match in itself was 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 cool. It was it was a good. It's your typical X division match. Check it out if you get the chance. Uh, next on the on on that pay per view in which I was highly interested in was the brother Nero, Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy match. And I was only interested because of the build up because of how corny and cheesy the promo was. I mean, it was god awful, but it was so bad it was good. Like it was just that. It's like watching. It's like watching a later Steven Seagal movie. It's just so terrible, but you just can't keep your eyes off the bad acting. It's ridiculous. But even such, the match was it was for for a hardcore match that they had. It was it was decent, and even though we've probably seen it countless times, just getting power bombed through a keyboard was weird. I just thought that was a weird, weird thing, and not a not a computer keyboard, a music keyboard like a, a casio or something that was just weird uh i i i i know in all, in all the, the tna's at slammiversary was, was a cool it's a cool um card to watch the main event with uh drew galloway and bobby lashley was okay I, it wasn't anything that'll make me you know, want to watch it again but the follow-up on the uh, impact wrestling that following tuesday was hilarious because apparently they had technical issues and rather than you watching wrestling you saw an hour and a half of commercials it just kept looping the same commercial it was like the craig ferguson uh game show that 70s show and a commercial for tna and it just kept looping over uh, the outcry on social media was hilarious people were pissed i never seen so much animosity towards a promotion that they didn't like like they people already don't watch them and now that they're trying to watch an episode they couldn't get it luckily for pop they were able to give the fans what they want so the following night they gave the uh, they showed the show in its entirely in its in, in, entirety i'm just sometimes today it's pretty cool i'm recuperating from a night of partying shout out to house of glory uh it was it was it's to say that TNA, TNA to me is cool because TNA is one of those things that I don't have to watch it all the time. I could pick it up at any time and just watch it for the wrestling. Same thing could be said for Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is like one of those promotions, although I've been catching up to it 
And Ring of Honor is one of those things that I don't have to listen to countless hours of just promotion and talk, 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 talk. There's wrestling all up in it. Wrestling. That's all I get. So with the way that things are moving along in Ring of Honor, I could say that it's it's more of a fan favorite type of promotion because we get to see everything. The only thing I can say about Ring of Honor that it's a lot of people may have issues with is the fact that they're 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 conjoining them conjoining themselves too much with New Japan, too much with New Japan. I'm I can agree with that, but I'm not opposed of it because I like that it's bringing new wrestlers in which some fans may have seen or heard of to the mix. So I'm not a fan of it. Another question, I mean, I am a fan of it. Another thing that has been on the scale is whether or not the Bullet Club is good for wrestling. So Bullet Club is possibly the best thing that's going on in wrestling right now. It's spanning right now three promotions. You're looking at New Japan, which is it's derived from. You're looking at Ring of Honor and somewhat per se very tongue-in-cheek they're not really mentioning it but wwe has their version of the bullet club with the club which they're going to look like they're going to be expanding that i am a fan of this because it just reminds me of the old way of wrestling and how it should be you're able to get a a, a, a faction like that to spread across different promotions it's a thing to where it ties up wrestling in a whole you see interacting with other promotions for instance the one part of the the bullet club would be the elite who constantly go back and forth with the new day on social media it's fun you see the young bucks wearing a variation of a kevin owens shirt i think it's i think it's one of those things that if it's spread out evenly and done properly it brings a mass draw to each promotion and ties it all together. Plus they're cool. I mean, it's like, it's like beginning NWO, not later old retirement home NWO. Like these, these, they're, they're cool individuals who are part of this. So yes, the bullet club are actually a good look for wrestling. And I hope it grows and continues. Just don't add any lames to it. The addition of, of Adam page and Adam Cole to the bullet club makes it even better because I I was looking for something for Adam Cole to be tied to and it's something that he needed. Adam Cole needed that one little thing to put him over and sure enough this is what it is that's doing it. He's a he's a great wrestler. I thought his personality was a little a little here you know here and there, but now with the Bullet Club it actually works for him even more. So yeah, let the let the growth of Bullet Club continue, please. Now, just to give you a rundown of my predictions of what's going to go on with um, Money in the Bank, it's. Uh, I mean, I am excited for it. I really am. I, I want to see. I want to see uh, some some surprises that goes on. But looking at this breakdown of matches that are occurring, I don't see that happening. Uh, for instance, the dark match, I already know is the dark match is going to be Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. Again, hopefully this is the send off match. Hopefully we see Ziggler do something really different, like maybe go back to his heel persona. I mean, that is his name on Instagram and Twitter. It's heel Ziggler. So maybe turning him heel could give him a different outlook. 
get him real like let, let him beat the hell out of Corbin with a chair and everything just like just just rain it on him but then you're probably gonna see a double uh, a, a double turn which nobody's gonna like but nah whatever Corbin wins in a dark match they also have Apollo Crews with Sheamus this match doesn't hurt either one of them in fact if Crews goes up it actually gives Sheamus more of a heel factor if he wins I say for this one as of now Sheamus wins just cause another match on the card is the um, Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Becky Lynch what no women title being um, being defended on this one oh okay oh, whatever Tag women's tag team matches really aren't that entertaining to me they're not fun I don't know uh, they, they, they really don't know how to put any spots together that's just me i haven't really seen a woman's tag match that actually captivated me so this one might be one that i could um snooze on but in any case charlotte and charlotte and dana brooke will go over in this one rusev versus titus o'neill for the united states championship although this might be the moment in which they give titus a single title i don't think they're gonna do it just yet I think they're going to hold out for a bigger venue for it. This is going to be playing out where Rusev actually goes over. But I think this angle goes on for a little while longer. Then you have the Fatal 4-Way Tag Match for the WWE Tag Championship. The New Day versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club. Enzo and Big Cass and the Void Villains. Now, I think this, this story is going to bring out more of different... Uh, rivalries and just quickly escalate to something to where the tag team division will become more prominent and especially when they're they're looking to bring up more tag teams to, to the promotion and with the brand split it's going to help it but for this one I'm going to say there will be a title change and that title change will be to the club Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows will take it New Day had its run and I think it's time for the heels to get the title in the Money in the Bank match you have Sami Zayn, Cesaro Chris Jericho, Ambrose Kevin Owens and Alberto Del Rio right off the back Alberto Del Rio is not winning it's not going to happen Sami Zayn although the fans would love it I, I think the underdog thing is working for him I think that his payoff will come later on it's not going to be at this time Cesaro although it's it seems like it's been in the making for the longest time as it should be one of those in which that he gets a time uh, you know a, a, a run at the championship I don't think they're going to give it to him just yet Jericho although you invented everything and this one might be another one in which you invented they're not going to give you the money in the bank either because it serves no purpose so finally, the last two con- two individuals who are most likely to win and, ca- and grab the money in the bank is Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. Now, here's my thought about this. You look at it two ways. If you get the, if if Dean Ambrose gets the money in the bank, it leads up to a bigger story in which you could tie up with former members of the Shield. You already have the main event on that night being Seth and Roman going for the WWE Championship. It'll be a good look for Dean to capture the money in the bank and same night cash in 
and capture the world heavyweight title, which will lead it to something bigger, which everybody wants to see, which is a shield triple threat match somewhere along the line for the title. That would be cool. It would be a cool outlook. Also, it would also be a pretty cool outlook in which Dean gets the money in the bank, gets the briefcase, and decides that he's not going to cash in that night, that he's such in a lunatic fringe, which I hate them calling him, but he's such a lunatic fringe that he predicts and he makes a date in which he's going to cash in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be I'm, instead of me just running in and, and having to, 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 to beat the hell out of somebody who's already been beaten, I might as well just be the guy that everybody thinks I am. I'm so crazy. I'm going to say I'm going to cash in on SummerSlam. You know, that, that's the type of individual that Dean would be. On the other side, you have a guy like Kevin Owens who deserves to get that heel heel heat by having the briefcase. I already see him walking around with the briefcase and just talking shit about it. I already see it happening. I already see him being that because this this be honest, the heels are the ones who c- capture the money in the bank and they're the ones who cash in. So Kevin Owens will be the guy who does it. And he already has the the look for it. And I think that this is a time in which, although many may feel that Owens is not WWE's product of what they consider championship look, it brings more of a character, more structure to that belt. So my prediction, although I, I would love to be the one that wrote the story, that Dean is the one that captures the money in the bank and cashes in so he can do the we can see the 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 triple threat shield match i don't think that's gonna happen i think kevin owens will be the one who captures the money in the bank and for the aj styles versus john cena match you know a lot of people give cena shit but cena has put a lot of dudes over i mean really we've seen him do this in his the united states championship uh, you know whatever call outs open challenge matches whatever you want to call it he he's put together some decent matches he's had moments in which that he's put guys that you didn't think he would but he put over so look at um Kevin Owens you know they Kevin Owens his first name made an impact against John Cena they had a nice rivalry going on but then you get then you get those matches in which that the other person should have gotten over on Cena and nah, nah, didn't happen. No, no. Let's look at the Wade Barrett Nexus match. No, nope. Wade Barrett should have gotten that, but no, nope. Super Cena had to take that one. Mm-mm. You know, there are those instances. But for this one, if you want to put some legitimacy in what the club really is and you want to put some legitimacy on how, how real AJ Styles is, which we all know, you gotta you gotta put AJ over on this one. Are they gonna do it? No. No. They're not gonna let some outside indie or outside promotion guy come in and squash the face of WWE. Not gonna happen. No. So regardless of the fact of what you people think, I'm sorry, but Cena goes over on this match. He might not even like it, but on the behest of that, we're not going to let some some guy from, uh, what's that promotion, some, somewhere overseas or uh, 
where or uh, that uh, T T T B A what 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 is that? Yeah, like he he acts like there's no other promotion other than WWE. No other guy is gonna beat our man. Yeah, sorry. Cena goes over in this one, and finally for the WWE Heavyweight Championship, you got Seth Rollins versus Roman. Quick and simple, Roman goes over. They're not gonna give Seth the belt just yet. Not yet. Nah, not gonna happen. There's gonna be a long storyline to this one. And I will not be surprised if there's some sort of interplay that occurs. We have not seen the Usos in a while, so maybe that happens. So, uh, oh, and finally, there has been some breaking news. Other breaking news. I need to get the drop again because I lost it. Yeah, there's there's other breaking news going on, in which um, WWE has a new signing. Yes, they have. Hold on, I, I want to. I'm going to sound. I want to be professional about this. WWE has a new signing with a Chinese wrestler. A wrestler. This is the first time that they sign a Chinese wrestler to a contract. Breaking, Breaking news. news. Wrestler's name is Ben Ben Wang. I have no idea who he is. I I, I try to Wikipedia him. I, I I still don't have any understanding who he is, but apparently. He's good. He's good enough to get a contract. And if I get any details about that, I'll, I'll let you guys know in a future episode. Breaking, Breaking news. news. All right. We're going to go now to the last of everything. That's TRSS. And it's going to be our wrap up. And our wrap up usually pertains to me doing a little, a little speech, a little talk. A little howdy-do to you. And that'll be under the guise of sending the closer. I haven't sent in the closer in quite a while, but I thought this week is a, is a permanent and prominent one. Prominent? Prominent. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, prominent. That's because I got to tell you, this, this, this being the weekend of Father's Day, I just want to just give a quick touch about that and especially how it pertains to me, life and sports. Being raised by a single mother, I never had a father figure in my a father in my life. So sports, I had to get it from other avenues. It it came from friends, it came from uh an uncle of mine who we don't ever we, we rarely ever speak, but he was a and he was a man who introduced me to the world of sports. And things that a father would supposed to do with his child, I never had that. So I just had to pick up things on my own. Sports was really one of the big things that I I, I was drawn to. Wasn't a big athlete. I played a couple of you know I played a couple of pickup games here and there recreationally with guys in the neighborhood. Did a little semi pro football here and there. Participated in some PAL and little league you know stuff, but never was really a full blown out athlete i just loved the game itself being a new yorker we had the epicenter of all sports ties you know you had the yankees you had the giants the knicks mets they was all here and you know it was always a constant thing here to have sports all around but not to have a father around to share that with i never really i never missed it didn't really care about it because i always had other individuals to share that with it was good to have friends and close friends and family who were into it to help me along 
fast forward to 2016, uh, I, I, I've, I've, I've grown to realize what my purpose has been in life. And my purpose is to share thoughts, opinions, obnoxious rants with people. But it's also been to be a father. You know, some some years back, I didn't know I was going to be because you know, friends of mine were already two, three kids deep. They're already working on a on, on their basketball teams, and I hadn't had a child yet. And this. You know, it was it was kind of I was getting nerve wracking because I wasn't sure whether or not if I would ever have kids until finally, finally I was blessed to have a little girl. And believe me, if you have a kid, if you have kids, let me tell you, if you have if you have a son, more power to you. You get to sit there and tussle and be, be you know the whole machismo thing or whatever with your child. But there's nothing like having your insecurities rise to the surface until you have a little girl because everything that you've done as a male in life you start to look and you question because now you have to really put your protective suit on because you already know how the way of the world is when it comes to females but i wouldn't change that for the world you know, this is a this is a this is a little girl who she's just it's just a joy, just a light, you know, a light of my life. And I'm saying this stuff right in front of her while she's playing Disney Infinity. I hope she's not really listening to it because she gets kind of weirded out by it. <laughs> but even so, while everybody else is sitting there, and believe me, there's some there's some half ass motherfuckers who's about to get Father's Day shout outs on Facebook and Twitter and all that shit. And y'all motherfuckers don't deserve it because just because you come see your kid once a year don't make you fathers. Uh, let's be real about it. Some of you, you know, some of y'all motherfuckers don't deserve that shout out. But for me, I don't really care for it either, because Father's Day for me is every day. Every day I'm a father. I don't get. It's not one day out of the year. Every day, I'm doing my damnedest for my child, who is super producer Sally. So, for you guys out there who are fathers. Enjoy your day, whatever barbecues you're doing. Most likely you'll be sitting in front of that TV watching Game 7 or Money in the Bank. But for me, Father's Day is for me every day. Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sportscast. You guys have been dope. Make sure you check out all all, all the podcasts, all the shows that are coming down on RageWorks. Make sure you check out RageWorks.net for all podcasts that are available. Call me when it's over.com with your boy Josie's boy. Listen. That, that 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 boy is deep, man. He deep. He says some stuff, man. He's thought provoking. Make sure you check him out. Check them out. Check out uh, my take radio, which will be returning in July. Another episode of T T R S S overtime views from the five thirty six will be coming soon. Check that out with your guy Met Fan Man. He's one handsome guy. Met Fan Man will be making his return, doing his baseball reviews. Check out all other podcasts that are on there. Be sure to check us out on Facebook regular season sportscast as well on instagram at regular season sports at regular season sports on my twitter at rwj santi make sure you check out the youtube page youtube page is going to have a new episode coming up this week like i told you we're going to do the mock draft as well as something dedicated to the nba 10 count will have something dedicated to the nba so be on the lookout for that youtube that youtube page subscribe to the regular season sports
Podcast. Oh, and Snapchat is lit. RWJ, uh, get at Waterbed Red, RW, Waterbed Red, RW. Check me out on Snapchat as well. All right, guys. See you guys on the flip side. Make sure they're hanging low. If you're a ball carrier, make sure your balls are filled up and swole and get it popping. Catch you on the rebound. Squash. The regular season sportscast. Yeah.